Hey there everyone, welcome to Sunflower Days and Co. podcast. This is on the series The Bloom. This is a topic that I think is going to help a lot of women out there, especially because we're the only ones who can get pregnant and have babies, unless you are, um, you transition in your gender from... And this is what I wish... I could have told my pregnant self. There are so many things our bodies go through when we're pregnant, right? So, one thing I wish that our system, health system, and maybe even some of the other systems, I don't really, you know, know other health systems, but I wish they focus on the mental health aspect of pregnant women and transgendered men who transition into, you know, whatever, so you can have, you know, baby. Um, not trying to say that, you know, in a disrespectful way at all, but just trying to make sure I cover my bases. Okay. So I have some notes here. Um, I really wish that my, I, I took my health and my sanity Seriously, I really wish that I would have really put my foot down about a lot of things, um, especially at childbirth and being more thorough about the things I wanted, Um, because I really wanted to breastfeed. That's one thing I really, really wanted to do, and when your child is born and they have jaundice a pretty high level of it to where you're like, you know, you're so worn out, you know, after you have, you know, a baby and everything. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is give in to formula because you already feel like you're failing because of how tired you are afterwards. Um, I wish I would have known that, um, I could still, Tell them no at the hospital to giving him formula and really pushed for like breastfeeding like all the way because I really didn't make it two week two weeks. I say two weeks to people because, you know, that was when I officially like dried up and everything was gone. Um, I had crippling depression when I was pregnant and I think that really sucked a lot of my supply even afterwards of having him. I feel like it still had a little bit of a role into why I didn't produce a whole lot. I couldn't eat. That wasn't helping. I had no energy. I had no motivation to go out and do anything unless it was as a family, the three of us would go out. Um, the other point is stand up for yourself and what you want and don't validate your reasons. You know, you want what you want for your child and that's all you need, need right there. Um, I have a hard time accepting it sometimes from other people who are new moms or becoming new moms about certain things because I don't want, I don't want people to be very, you know, really one-sided when they think about certain things. 
I just want to be there to kind of open up their horizons of their, their view on certain topics and ideas and things. Um, it's not that I want them to do things my way. I just want them to have an open mind. Hormonal. So what? Be hormonal. Feel what you feel. Okay. Pregnancy. This. Okay. This will change you in unimaginable ways. Your hormones when you're pregnant are so different than when you're not. And even for me, I already had really unbalanced hormones. And pregnancy threw all of that out of whack. And after having him, my hormone levels have seemed to be worse than I think they've ever been. And we're four years down the line. So, you know, I, I'm i not rich. I don't have money to go see um, an endocrinologist. I don't have money to really go see the OB that I was going to see because it was really expensive. Yes, health insurance helps, but it doesn't always cover the cost. And I don't really... Um, you know, forgot what I was going to say to that. All right. I'll eat what you want. Our society says you should. This is to a certain extent because there are certain foods that could harm you, can harm the baby, you know, obviously alcohol, cigarettes. Those are the, the lines I draw. But, like, caffeine and, and, you know, things I really didn't really abide by because I, I, I drank tea and I drank sodas and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I always thought, you know, as long as I feel okay, you know, I wasn't having morning sickness, nothing was bothering me. Nausea was bad. But other than that, you know, um, I just really tried to eat the things that made me comfortable, and really wanted to just en enjoy being pregnant, you know, in the moments where I could. A lot of the time, I just could not. Um, mentally speaking. Physically fine. Mentally not good. Uh, let's see. What else? Alright, this next one's going to rub a few people the wrong way, and... Your doctor isn't God or the universe. You can say no or say what you do want for you and for your baby, okay? The, when I talk about this, I talk about, you know, the jaundice and how I wish, you know, I would have really just listened to my body and just, you know, kept trying to breastfeed and do things and whatnot and just take things day by day instead of rushing it and you know you get really comfortable when you have a sleeping baby but a sleeping baby isn't always the best thing especially if your baby six, sleeps for six hours the first day you bring them home so we had to go back and he had to be under a light and everything scariest moment of my life most crippling anxiety I have ever had was being a new mom. And from 
six months out, I was like, I started, I got better and it was fine. Um, also when it comes to vaccinations, uh, we vaccinate, but you can also have them space out vaccinations. You don't have to get like four vaccinations at one time. Some doctor's offices, not all, because I'm not going to say all doctor's offices will do this, but they will space it out for you. For us, it's easier if he's going to get a shot or a set of shots, get it all done in one swoop and deal with him being uncomfortable for one day. Not do it to him multiple times to where, you know, it. he's starting to remember now. So he'll remember, you know, shots as being, you know, okay, I do this once every four years or once every so many years. And that'll be that. Um, yeah, snuggle your baby as much as you can. It's your bonding. The more you bond with your baby, the better your milk supply will be, you know, and your, your stresses, like you, you need to stay in a comfort zone. You know, you need to stay in your comfort zone, you know, as a new mom, you know, but don't be afraid to go out and do things and take your baby out. You know, a lot of women wait six weeks. They're comfortable with that. That's fine. We were like the fourth or fifth day home. We were already out doing things, but that was because we had no food at home. I was supposed to have him outside more in sunlight to kind of help with, you know, keeping jaundice levels down for a few days until we could get him to the doctor to double check everything. Allow, always allow yourself to have me time. Even if it is 30 minutes out of the day where you let that baby snuggle with your significant other or your mom or your dad or just somebody else or they're napping, take some time for yourself, make a list of things you need to do. Make, you know, a grocery list, things that you consider me time. You know, for me, it's, you know, I, I make lists, I meal prep, planning, 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 always planning something. And now that I'm a mom, now that I'm a mom, it's even more so there that I do planning. And even nowadays when we have the random naps, it's like, Okay, me time, what do I want to do? And a lot of times I veg out in front of the TV. Um, I work on my podcast. That's something that I can I can do more so now than I could when he was a baby baby. You know, this is something I've had in the works for several years. Something I've wanted to do. And now I'm doing it and I'm trying to do this to the best of my ability. Um, I wrote blog for 10 years. And this is by far easier for me to maintain. It's, I can write things down and I kind of, if I write something down, I memorize it more than I would if I typed it up. So that is why this comes a little bit easier for me. Take care of your mental health, please. Because postpartum depression Peripartum depression happens when you're pregnant. Postpartum is after. Um, peri means before. Post means after. Uh, you know, anytime that you're feeling out of place 
like you're not yourself, you know, make a list of things of how you're feeling. Um, something that I just listened to a podcast. I listen to podcasts too. I don't just make podcasts, but I listen to podcasts as well. Um, all right. I wrote strong emotions mean you're alive down. That's by Tiffany Rowe. She is. Okay. So it was like, you know, manage your emotions or do they manage you is something she asked because if you don't manage your emotions while you're pregnant and you don't, you know, find your red flags and stuff like that, it could really affect you in your postpartum stages. And it really did for me. And until I made mom friends, it affected me quite heavily. Um... Are you happy? Like, honestly, like, are if you're not happy in your pregnancy, may sit down and think, make a list, things that would make you happier, you know, while you're pregnant. You know, would you rather be out socializing with other pregnant women, become part of a mom group when you're pregnant is the best thing because you can find other moms who are pregnant and you're going to have babies around, you know, a similar time frame or you know, you're going to have babies somewhere in age and you're going to be able to schedule play dates and have a connection while your kids play. And when babies play, it's a little bit easier for adults to talk than when they start getting to the age where they start remembering things and start copying what you're saying. Um, it says get out slash away from the house when slash while you can. That's with or without baby, you know, um, or pregnant because while you're pregnant, I think it's good for us to, when we're pregnant to get out and see the world and, you know, do leisurely things. And, you know, as long as you feel okay enough to do something, you know, do it. I don't think I really had a lot of motivation to do anything. I think I kept our apartment clean and went out when my husband was off work and that was about it. I had just quit my job two weeks before, well, I'm going to say about a month before we found out we were pregnant or I was pregnant. Sorry for the pause. Um, yeah, just d get out of the house, you know, if you feel like you're cooped up or you feel like you need to see people, go see people, you know, yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're pregnant, can I touch your belly? Boundaries, just set that boundary, be like, no, I'm not comfortable with that, and just step back and put your hand out, and if they start going into, you know, butt, just walk away, okay? That's my best advice, because I straight up had family um, just come up to me and touch my stomach and I would pull back and be like, I'm not comfortable with that. And they instantly get offended, right? They take it personally. And, um, when you're pregnant, people don't realize like your, your stomach actually hurts. Like if other people like touch you because you have stretch marks and your stomach has stretched, at least I did, you know, I'm sure some other people might be able to, you know, relate to that. My last and final thing, because this is kind of stretching it a bit far for today. This baby will always love you through thick and thin. 
that is what unconditional love is. And that is what matters is love. That baby loves you. You love that baby. If you start to feel like you don't love your child, you don't love your baby, which there can be times with postpartum depression where you'll feel that way or you'll feel, oh, I don't have a connection to my baby. I don't, um, I don't know if I love being a mom. Don't know what, if this is the life for me. Um, those are all things that happen in postpartum depression. Okay. I had all those things while I was pregnant. And then my postpartum was like, I just took the fussing personally. I took the fact that I couldn't get him to sleep personally because I was so tired and delirious through so many things. I am going to stop the podcast today, but I really appreciate everybody listening in. I am going to make a few notes about, I'm going to do a little bit of a podcast about postpartum depression. And maybe that will help some of you moms out there. And I will also talk about uh, paraphartum too sometime. And I'm writing. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast today, please feel free to follow me on Spotify and all other social media platforms, which include Fate. Well, I don't have Facebook yet, but we have Instagram, we have a Twitter. Instagram seems to be where I'm reaching more people. I post a lot more stuff about, you know, meals that I'm making on there and um, positive things on there. I am trying to work up the courage to do live videos, but I think I'm going to wait until I get a few more followers who I think will watch in and tune in to that wonderfulness. And if you would like to get in contact with me, you can send me an email at sunflowerdaysco at gmail.com. You can send me voice messages on here, messages on Instagram. My Instagram is pretty public because I'm a blogger and it's a business type Instagram account where I can kind of like just get messages and it's open to most people. Um, but I do filter out the creepos. So if you're a creepo, please don't follow me on Instagram. But I love you all. Thank you for listening. And we will see you all on the next episode of The Bloom Podcast by Sunflower Days & Co. Have a great night.